Okay, cool. I also am recording. Audacity was just <laughs> lagging for some reason. Ah, uh, all right. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. I full-on walked into a door last night. Tanner! I had all my windows and blinds shut. Oh. Because I didn't want the anything, like, any heat to get in, any light or anything to get into my unit. And so I walked in the direction of my bedroom, and I didn't think about the fact that I didn't see any lights. I thought it was just the open doorway, but it was not. It was the closed doorway. Oh, Tanner. I, I didn't hurt myself. I'm glad that you didn't hurt yourself. Do you want to talk about Glee before we start the podcast about Glee? Uh, yes. What context are we talking about it in? Are we talking about... <laughs> The, how the, we're the, talking about her uh, i suppose we have to yes yeah i'd rather talk about her than him there's not much to say about him other than fuck him oh him him isn't matthew yeah him can just fuck right off and yes. her i mean she didn't do anything terrible this time it's just i don't i don't, don't want her or stop stop being stop doing things yeah because the if anyone has not been is listening to this podcast and has not been following Tanner and I on social media, um, we are referring to how Leah Michelle has apparently been. Someone decided that it would be a good idea to give Leah Michelle, the Barbara Streisand stan, the opportunity to be um, Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl on Broadway. Yeah, presumably after Beanie. Uh, Feldstein or Feinstein? Feldstein is leaving. Okay. She, so I, she's not I'm being kicked out. I'm pretty sure she didn't get kicked out. If she did get kicked out, that's a whole other can of worms. But yes. I'm pretty sure Beanie Feldstein just decided, I am not going to be in this anymore. I'm going to go do other things because mm -hmm. my star is rising and everyone loves me. Yes. Good. And then Leah Michelle walks in and... <laughs> no. No, not Leah Michelle walks in. Leah Michelle phases in through the wardrobe closet in the props room. Because <laughs> she just had to osmosis onto the onto the set and stage. My favorite reaction was someone asked their sister what it was like, and the sister yep. said it was like giving Thanos the last Infinity Stone. Yep. It's she is going to be incorrigible. On the upside, she's going to be incorrigible, which means I don't think she'll last longer than a month. Yeah, it's. I I think the way I put it on the the way I put it on our Discord, I think summarizes it pretty well. Which is like I acknowledge that Leah Michelle can be a good performer in certain contexts. I don't much like her. And the way I put it was, bitch can sing, but she's still a bitch. <laughs> yeah. But like, like I just, just give it a month, maybe two months, and then she'll be out of that thing because no one can stand her. She'll be back to just posting sultry photos of herself on Instagram and probably selling like her organic energy bars because every celebrity has some kind of organic food brand. <laughs> I'm sure some of them are fine. I've yet to try Sarah Michelle Gellar's weed energy drink. What? Sarah Michelle Gellar's weed energy drink. Sure, why not? But yeah, I just... The point is... I, I don't. Know. I think, no, I think I made the point. The point is, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, it'd be really great if, if when Leah Michelle leaves Funny Girl, if she is replaced by a performer of color. That would be cool. But yeah, you go, girl. Just far away from here. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, look, I think you have done enough and you deserve to spend time with your family and parenting your child and... And stop inflicting your presence on the public. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I would phrase it quite like that, but something along those lines. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to because I know I'm the mean cop. I'm, well, we're not cops. I'm mean gay and you're nice podcaster. <laughs> it's good pod, bad pod. Yes. I like that phrasing. I'll have to remember it. Yeah. Speaking of pods, would you like to cast one? Yes. And what level spell slot are we using? <laughs> uh, at least third level. All right. Wiggity woo! <laughs> pod cast! <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me 
loser like me. I forget which which one of us started the Q and A. I think we did it at the same time, and it didn't go well. That's correct. So, so who wants to start? Well, it's like, do, do you want to start next week, or do you want to start this week? I'll start next time. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Loser Like Me, the podcast where sometimes we talk about Glee, and sometimes we talk about Glee in the context of other things. I'm Tanner, and I'm running up that hill to make a deal with God. <laughs> I'm Christina, and I am running up that road. I am running up that hill. I am running up that combination road and hill. <laughs> And today, we are doing a podcast just for us specifically. I don't know if there is any crossover appeal with our audience. There there might be. I hope so. I feel like if you're someone who... If you're someone who enjoyed Glee, there is probably a strong chance that you are... Or if you're someone who enjoyed Glee when you were... When it was first on the air, there is a strong chance that you are now into tabletop games as a source of therapy nowadays. <laughs> You know what? That does actually make sense. Uh, <laughs> see, the thing is, I also have to remember now, like, we've gotten enough interactions on social media that I'm pretty confident in saying that people, like, more people listen to us than just our immediate social circle. Mm -hmm. So, hello! Hi! Today, okay, here, let, let me break it down. Initially, we were gonna do, like, a fun little actual play thing with another system that didn't fall through, but we couldn't get the timing right to actually get it recorded and edited in time for an episode to come out. So we're gonna, mark my words, mark our words, someday there will be some manner of actual play one-shot on this feed, but it's not today. It'll happen when you least expect it. But yeah, so we decided instead of doing a, a tabletop, we're gonna talk a tabletop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're gonna be figuring out what characters... The, the Glee cast, not well, the Glee characters would be playing if yes. they were to play a Dungeons and the Dragons. Yes. If uh, <laughs> This is the only context in which I wish for there to be a Glee reboot in the modern day, because I think them doing a tabletop game episode would be fun. There, there would be an entire tabletop episode, and it would go back and forth between them playing and the characters in the fantasy land, and then they would have songs about being in the fantasy land. Mm -hmm. And Amy Vorpal could... could could, like, provide music for it. Why Amy Vorpal specifically? Because she's got at least one album out that is specifically about, like, this is music for your D&D &D game, but it's, like, fun, it's, like, fun tavern music about, like, I hate my dice, they always roll bad. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Mind yeah. you, okay, so I only know Amy Vorpal for when she was on Escape from Bloodkeep, and then when she goes mm -hmm. on Don't Laugh News and is always the loser by a country mile. Yeah, yeah, her music is pretty cool. I'll have to check that out then. See, we're all learning something today. <laughs> now, there are some rules for this premise that we did not discuss ahead of time, but I feel like if I say them out loud, Christina's going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Shoot. We're going by the season two cast. Yes. So that's everyone in the club and Blaine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Will. Will's not allowed to play Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> Fair. Did you, did you pick a character for Will? I had a rough outline for Will, but the only adult whose character class and stuff I figured out was actually uh, Sue. Yeah, okay, that's... Sue could be a warlock patron. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me just to tell you what I came up with for Sue now or later? Yeah, because I don't have any adults. Yeah, okay, so what I did was, when I was coming up with characters, I came up with their race slash species class, background, maybe sometimes background and other notes if I came up with them. And Sue's character for D&D &D 5e, because like we're using D&D &D 5e for this, her, yeah. she was the reason that I came up with this entire note in my phone and suggested this as a concept for a Boko episode, which is that <laughs> Sue's character would be a human monk that is actually a white dragon in disguise, <laughs> because she needs to have the ability to have fearful presence, have good dexterity, and so she would be... A monk that is actually a white dragon, and she would be a Way of the Ascendant dragon monk. <laughs> oh, nice. I do because like that. Because then, then you get Fearful Presence, Intimidation bonus, Persuasion bonus, and you are extremely overpowered. Which feels fitting for Sue Sylvester in the context of a tabletop game. <laughs> yeah, so the other, the other rule was 
We're using Dungeons Dragons 5e. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't use any homebrew or third party stuff. I imagine you didn't either, Christina. No, I basically I just went off of whatever I could find on like Wikidot and stuff. So nothing. I didn't really use anything homebrew. I think the closest I came to homebrew was like stuff from source books that are not the player's handbook. Okay. But like, it's all stuff that's been like published by Wizards of the Coast, so you can all find right. it on the internet if you know where to look. Yeah. No, I was thinking of like. People who aren't wizards, like... No. So we're, we're not using Humblewood stuff, which is no. also the only third party I'm familiar enough to use in a thing mm-hmm. like this, I would say. Yeah. Although... Yeah, no, none of that. Although I'm now thinking there is actually something out of that I could use, potentially. Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, I think those were really the only things mm-hmm. going on. Um, and it's it's in the context of they're playing a game of D&D. They did not get Jumanji'd into D&D. Yes. And my caveat is that when I was picking, when I was picking like details for them, um, I tried to weight my decisions to what I thought the characters would pick for themselves, with a little bit of added foresight from myself into like where their characters go over the course of Glee, as I remember it. <laughs> I did. I d- I did do two multi classes based on like, well, one of them was like here's character development, and the other one was like here's just like. A further ex uh, a further expansion of the abilities that mm-hmm. this character mm-hmm. may pursue. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to start with the boy? Uh, Finn. Yes. Yes. Oh, also, also, my my character, not my character. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my concepts that I was working with was that in this expanded universe which we are creating, that there was an initial D and D party with Artie as the DM and Tina. Brittany, Mike, and Matt as the players. So like during season one, they were like, let's play, let's play a D&D campaign. And those were the four players initially. And then everyone else started joining as they heard about the game. And they they found some way to keep it balanced so that Artie's not in over his head trying to run a, ca- a game for 12 people. Because <laughs> that sounds like hell. 13 people if Blaine is involved. Yes, 13 people if Blaine is involved. That sounds like hell. So imagine that there will be, like, sub-parties within the entire group of the Glee Club. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, Finn. Oh, yes, I also, Finn. I, I didn't pick, I did not pick subclasses for everyone just because I'm not as familiar. And mm-hmm. Christina did because Christina's been working on this for literal months. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a note in my phone since, like, we're recording this in June. I've had it since at least... February or March, so I've had yeah. I've I didn't have to front load or back load a lot of the uh the work on this. It's been gradual. Yeah. Okay. So for Finn, I have him as a Red Dragonborn fighter, uh, Echo Knight subclass. I don't know what Echo Knight is. So Echo Knight is a subclass that was introduced in the one of the Critical Role things, but like mm. it was it was the one that was published by Wizards. It was the Campaign Two tie-in. Okay. And so Echo Knights are fighters who can, like, they can summon duplicates of themselves temporarily or, like, rewind time a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I I went with that one because I feel like Finn loves a second chance, if that makes sense. Like, he he, he loves an opportunity to correct his mistakes. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He loves a heroic second wind. Exactly. And interestingly enough, um, I also went with a fighter for Finn, but I made him a champion fighter with the protection style and I made him a human and I gave him the background of soldier because I feel like Finn doesn't I feel like Finn would have a hard time with keeping track of casting <laughs> during combat. Yeah, yeah. See, and like I almost had Finn as a human, but I I didn't want everyone to end up being a human. I felt mm-hmm. like there would be a lot of people and so I was like, what would their second choice be if they weren't going to be humans? Mhm. And I feel like Finn would just be drawn to a dragonborn because dude, it's a dragon, bro. Mhm. That's fair. I think that's fair. Also protection because he wants to keep people safe. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I think those both make a lot of sense. And also soldier background because of his dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for Rachel, I feel like our Rachels are going to be very similar. Probably, yes. <laughs> high elf glamour bard. Absolutely. See, I said half elf glamour bard. Oh, okay, I said high elf because she wants to be the best and perfect and prettiest. <laughs> I said half elf, half human because the show has tried to play up so much that, like, Rachel has two gay dads and a surrogate birth mom. Like, I feel oh, like okay. she would that, be like she'd sense. be like I want to have I want to be a half elf to reflect my 
my birth circumstances. Uh, that was that was a weird way to put it, but that's that was my train of thought. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> no, it, that, yeah, I can actually I can see Rachel doing that, but she is the prettiest half elf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Main out here was Glamour Bard because of persuading people how good she is. She wants to be loved and feared. <laughs> and for, the background I gave her was uh, either entertainer or noble. Because, like, if she went with Noble, then she could be a princess, half-elf, half-human, glamour bard. But Entertainer is probably more in line with, like, her interest as a character. Yeah. And also, she probably would have been a character creation, like, I want to sing! Which character will let me sing? And Artie goes, good news, it's a whole class. <laughs> yes, exactly. Interesting, I think she's one of, like, three bards that I have on the list, not counting multi-classes. <laughs> I also have three, but that one does include a multi-class. Nice. So it sounds like we're pretty cut and dry on Rachel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you want to talk about next? Um, you, you can pick who you talk about next. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Quinn. Oh, okay. My Quinn changed quite a bit. What do you have? So I initially was debating between making Quinn a paladin or a rogue. Interesting. And then I was like, wait, no. Why did I not pick Cleric for Quinn, the Christian, ostensibly? <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so here's the thing. Mine went back and forth between Paladin and Cleric. Uh-huh. Um, again, because of the big religious stuff. And Paladin is a religious knight. So you could yes. easily keep her as a Paladin. Mm-hmm. I personally ended up more so on the side of Cleric because, to me, like, Clerics are less about direct combat, if that makes sense. Like, they're more casters than, like, martial combat. Yeah, that that makes sense. The the one fight that we have seen Quinn get in physically, she did not do well in. <laughs> That's true. You know, okay. So so I picked Paladin because I like the idea of her picking Oath of Redemption, but that was kind of the beginning and end mm-hmm. of my thought. So I think I might have had Oath of Redemption on the short list too before I switched to cleric. <laughs> yeah. So what domain would you have her as a cleric? I was debating between either uh the light domain because of the body copy that says clerics of a god of light are enlightened souls infused with radiance and the power of their god's discerning vision charged with chasing away lies and burning away darkness. Okay. (laughs) And the other domain I had was the order domain, which is the ideal of order is obedience to the law above all else rather than to a specific individual or the passing influence of emotion or popular rule. (laughs) I could see Quinn starting as an Order Domain cleric mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and getting sick of role-playing a character that that's, that's much of a stickler for the rules. Yes. And at like asking already a few sessions in if she can respec as a, a light domain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also because I noted here that I gave Quinn the cool friend bonus, which is my idea of the people who already has on more friendly terms with get to have cooler, more creative options for their characters. <laughs> Yeah, Artie is a good DM. Yes. Well, it's it's nepotism is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, as far as deities, because in one of my campaigns, I play a cleric and I like coming up with different. And also I was a mythology nerd in middle school. So <laughs> the deities that I had for Quinn were Arathus, goddess of civilization, and Foltus, who is the god of light, law, and lawyers. <laughs> And those are for the Order Domain. Or for Light Domain, uh, Lathander, which I think is a god of the sun, um, and Foltus again, for the same reasons. I think Foltus could work because she does end up going to Yale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is known. But yeah, and I figured Acolyte background, probably. Okay. You didn't say what race you had her as. Oh, uh, I had her as an elf. I was like, maybe Asimar? But probably I elf. have her as a changeling. <laughs> Interesting. Because Quinn goes through a lot of reinventing herself and definitely struggles with her identity. And I can see her picking the, picking that so that she can, mm-hmm. like, her, 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 her surface thought is, I'm picking Changeling so that I can adapt to any situation I need to. But deep down, <laughs> her thought is going, who am I? <laughs> I'm just remembering, I think that one fic that Harley wrote about, like, how Quinn is trans. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also Changeling. Yes. Um, yeah, both Quinn and her character are the kind of people who would fall to mm-hmm. their knees and go, What am I fighting for? <laughs> also, you you were talking about how Quinn goes through a lot of big changes in her character, and I'm like, it's because the writers didn't know how to write her. <laughs> no one did. 
But that's the one that if you squint, you can say, oh, but this is actually just postpartum depression. And it's definitely not bad writing. Don't worry oh. about it. <laughs> I- I'm going to say this again when we start season three, but Quinn had the unfortunate situation of delayed postpartum depression and a big gay crisis in the same two months. Yeah. I do not envy that at all. Nah. <laughs> anyway. Who do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about Puck? Let's talk about Puck. I think this one will also be very similar for us. Perhaps. Mayhaps. What'd you pick as Puck's race? Goliath. Oh, I picked Half-Orc. Ah, uh, see, I think I saved Half-Orc for someone else down the line. Okay. I He's my only Half-Orc, actually. Interesting, I had a, okay. I had one and then I changed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, what class did you have for Puck? I also had him as a fighter. Okay. I had him as a Hexblade Warlock with the Pact of the Blade. Interesting. I almost did Fiend Pact. Because one of the Fiend Pact spells is Stinking Cloud, which is farts, <laughs> which seemed appropriate for Puck and his sense of humor. But I decided on uh, Hexblade with Pact of the Blade because of doing cool shit with weapons. <laughs> I think, so I don't know how this plays, but I feel like he'd like the idea of being a samurai because he is a teenage boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, it, it is a universally acknowledged experience that swords are cool. <laughs> yes. And also, Puck and Finn are the most boy of all the boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, even if P- P- Puck is boy in a man way, but Finn is boy in a he-they way. Does that make sense? I think so. <laughs> Puck, Puck yeah. is more traditionally masculine. Yeah. He does soften up over time. I believe it. <laughs> We've seen him date Lauren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, okay, so then do you want to talk about Lauren right now? Oh, yeah, sure. But also last slot on a puck. Um, I gave him the background of entertainer gladiator. Okay. So like, in the sense of like, I don't know, before he started doing, before his character started doing adventuring and stuff, he was like one of those like, <laughs> he just ran around yelling, are you not entertained? And like <laughs> hitting people with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> so my thoughts for Lauren is that yes. if like in the show, she enters late in the game, she mm-hmm. enters because she has the hots for Puck, but also she wants to obliterate Puck. Yes, my note here was Lauren is absolutely a min-maxer. <laughs> I don't know enough about min-maxing, but I do know that she would be a barbarian. Oh, see, I had her as a way of the open hand monk, and then also multi-classing into an Oath of Conquest paladin. Ooh. I could see the Oath of Conquest, but I don't know, I don't know if Monk feels right for Lauren. See, my train of thought was open hand monk for wrestling, and then paladin for extra oomph in combat. Okay. And then, well, I think if she went with barbarian, she'd go path of the berserker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she has rage. Yes, she does. But maybe, maybe, maybe I will go with your, I'm probably gonna, like, default to your suggestions for most of these, but I think, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense if she went monk because of the wrestling. Plus then it means I can, we don't have overlap with another person who is a path of the berserker. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. And then for her race, so mm-hmm. I initially had Lauren down as a half-orc, and then I was like, ah, that's too obvious. So I think that she would go with an Earth Genasi, because then she can still be, like, big and tough and destructive, but she can also put a little bit of glamour in there. I mean, you can put glamour on a half-orc, too, mm-hmm. but the glamour mm-hmm. is built in with the Genasi because their hair is crystals. Yes, indeed. See, I didn't end up picking a race be- for her because I was debating between uh, human and Goliath. Both because, in the sense of, like, min-maxing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she could easily go as any of the traditionally extremely buff races. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang, imagine Lauren playing as a dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> and I also had her for the background of Entertainer Gladiator. Maybe she and Puck were rivals in the gladiatorial rings of oh, I Feyre do like or that, whatever. actually. <laughs> <laughs> every time they have to fight each other and about, he gets thrashed every single time. <laughs> And Lawrence is out here, like, rolling nat 20s. <laughs> Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, do you want to talk about Kurt? I do want- I was actually just about to suggest Kurt. <laughs> so, for Kurt, I mm-hmm. also have him as a half-elf, but I'm not married. Same. But I feel like there's a- Same. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that he could have been. He could have easily been a, a human or a full elf or some manner of genasi. Mm-hmm. But I think half-elf- yeah, half-elf is probably the best. And I have him as a rogue. I have him as a ranger. And, well, you can easily- Put both of those together. Yes. Why did you pick Rogue? I picked Rogue mainly because 
Yeah, also, this episode, initially we were going to do it after season three, so a lot of this stuff is kind of based off of some season three characterizations. Mm-hmm. Kurt is a rogue because he has a musical number where Chris Colfer gets to show off his skills with size, like a fucking Electra. Yes. So that's the main reason he's a rogue. Now, he can have his pick of the rogue classes. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be make the most sense if he was either a mastermind or an inquisitive. Okay, I don't know the inquisitive subclass. Inquisitive is a kind of a Sherlock Holmes detective class that focuses on seeing mm. through deception and empowered sneak attacks. Whereas a mastermind is a more traditional spy and mm-hmm. a master manipulator. And we do know that Kurt does love to throw a good murder mystery dinner party. <laughs> oh, he extremely does. But that could still be either Inquisitive or Mastermind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had Kurt as a ranger because he could be a swarm keeper ranger and have glittering packs of insects, birds, and pixies tying into his brooches and a sense of jewelry. And I mm. gave him two weapon fighting styles so he could have his two size. Okay, yeah, I can dig that as well. Mm-hmm. And I had him as an outlander for background and because, you know, like, Kurt feeling like he doesn't fit in with the rest of the people in Lima, Ohio. <laughs> See, now I'm thinking he could, if he was a ranger and then multiclassed into rogue, I know it depends. Do you think he's more of a like a combat, a close combat player or someone who keeps their distance? I feel like someone who keeps their distance. Like, I feel like I've seen gifts of like Kurt taking up boxing or something. Or no, it's Blaine who does boxing. Blaine does boxing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Kurt is more of a ranged fighter. Yeah. Oh, and see, that's the thing is that sw- swarm keepers do like to get closer. Okay. But mind you, again, with the size, I guess you'd have to be close. Mm-hmm. He could, what if instead of Swarmkeeper, he was a Beastmaster? And instead of a bunch of little Pavarotti's, he had one b- big Pavarotti that was like a <laughs> I wouldn't say no to that. My thought was like, oh, what if he could use his jewelry to like cast and create swarms of pixies to help him in his questing or whatever? See, that feels like an arcane trickster situation. Hmm. What if, okay, you know what? Here's the thing. You could definitely throw size. Yes. So what if... Kurt was an arcane trickster rogue just all the way. No multi-classing. I could see that. I would still want him to have a pet or like a magical brooch that he could turn into a pet. <laughs> yeah, but that's something that doesn't necessarily need to stick with the class. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. All right. Also, we're not writing these down, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about Mercedes next? Yes. Do you have her as a cleric or a paladin? Paladin? <laughs> <laughs> I had her as a cleric. But I'm thinking I will change her to a paladin since I changed Quinn from a paladin to a cleric in my notes. <laughs> my my one note was I'm, I was trying very hard to not just make her Juliana. So, okay, so here's the thing is that we all know Amber Riley is going to play Juliana in the Gem Jammer movie or TV show or animated series. Your mouth to God's ears, Tana. Your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> Tweet at Amber Riley. You should listen to our friend's D&D podcast. <laughs> I will say, I don't think, I also don't think Mercedes would be an Azamar. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think Mercedes would feel weird about p- playing a character, which is like, so this character is like the child of a god? That seems a little weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, Mercedes. Yeah. So I, I had her as either a human or a half-elf. I had her as a human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had her as a life domain paladin uh, with the Oath of the Ancients. So like upholding life and art and light that kind of a thing very much like warrior for the forces of good yeah it would either be that or devotion but yeah you're right ancients fits way better mm-hmm. and i also noted that she could possibly multi-class into a college of heroism bard because i'm not gonna keep mercedes from singing in her in character <laughs> that's very true yeah wait did you say college of heroism yeah what is that from? Don't remember off the top of my head because this is Mercedes is one of the characters where I came up with her class pretty early on. Just because I'm looking at the the TV tropes list and I'm not seeing it. Oh, it might be Unearthed Arcana. Oh. Or maybe it's not because it looks like that was something that they made in 2019. Yeah, it was Unearthed Arcana in 2019, so I'm assuming it's in some mater- some official source material nowadays. It may have been folded into something else. See, we could also easily, it, it could be Valor. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. It could be Valor. It could also be Lore. Lore would make sense if she was Paladin of the Ancients from a roleplay perspective. Yeah, I'm okay with whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of like, I feel like she would, 
I feel like she would be a paladin and then take Vard to like be extra inspiring and also get to sing. Mm-hmm. She'd multi-class to be a better leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you make a character for Artie even? I had a couple of notes on Artie, which was just that I thought he would be a halfling bard with the background of entertainer because he does a lot of soulful music and gets a lot of quips and bards fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had him as a, a gnome artificer. Huh. Um, because halfling bard is just Scanlan Shorthalt and no one likes Scanlan. Again, bards fuck. <laughs> that's, why I, <laughs> that, that's why I picked that for Artie. <laughs> he could be a bardificer. Oh, that's true. But my thinking also, which is something I thought of during recording, is that he doesn't make his character until like partway through because he makes a character so that he can switch off with the alternate DM. Mm. And I think when they decide they need an alternate DM because they have a 13 person party. Yes. 14 if you include the DMs as players because they're now making player characters. The alternate, I think, would be Tina. That's, that, that's what I was going to suggest when you said that idea. <laughs> Pointed out they need an alternate DM. I think Tina would be a good choice. Yeah. So do you want to talk about her next? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about Tina. I want to talk about Tina too. I started from the point of being goth, and I just went further and further goth like every few days. <laughs> Go for it. I want to hear what you have, and then I want to say what I have. <laughs> so, okay. So first I had her as a drow warlock. Then I changed it to a dompier warlock. Then I remembered that you can be a dompier after you were something else. So then she was a drow dompier warlock. And then I took another look at the cleric domains. So now she's a drow dompier warlock slash cleric of the twilight domain. (laughs) (laughs) And then warlock would probably be... mm, What's the most goth one? It's probably Pact of the Undying and using uh, Pact of the Tome. Pact of of the Undying and their tome. (laughs) (laughs) So for Tina, I had her as a tiefling. And I had her as a draconic origin sorcerer. And also a vampire. (laughs) And I gave her also uh, the far traveler background. Because Tina deserves to have good things. And I feel like if you give a- I feel like Tina would enjoy being either a drow or a tiefling. Yeah. Tieflings are edgy, but drow are goth. I guess that's fair. God, I miss my half-drow, monk. (laughs) We should just quit our jobs and play Dungeons & Dragons full-time. God, if I could, I would. (laughs) I mean, you can be paid to be a DM. There's like a gig site for it. I know, but then you have to DM. Oh, and you don't like DMing? I don't mind DMing. It is just... I'm sure you'd learn to like it if you (laughs) you were being paid for it. And also, it was your main source of income. Here's the thing. Like, I am on a recording of... of of, It ended up being, I think it was like a three shot of a tabletop system that I I helped reskin for Monster of the Week. And I think it went okay. It is something where I would have to be, it would have to be my full-time thing for me to consider doing it, even yeah. in a hobby sense, because I because I like to overplan. <laughs> That's fair. But also it'd be great if we just didn't have to work and we could instead choose to work and exactly. we could set our own hours. And... My job in the leftist commune is dungeon master. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, that would be one of several positions available for dungeon masters within the leftist commune. <laughs> need at least four or five per settlement. <laughs> Santana? Santana. Okay. She's a tiefling. Oh, see, I was going to say human, but tiefling makes sense because Satan. <laughs> yeah, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Go with God, Satan. <laughs> I had her as a lore bard because being a lore bard is about being brutally honest and exposing corruption. <laughs> <laughs> see, I have her as a, a eloquence bard uh, winning over potential allies with quick wit and undeniable logic. I think those are similar enough that I think either would be a good option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she keeps it real and she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And also, knives. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, is that she has rage. And I don't... Much like in the show, Santana wasn't about being the best singer until later in the show. Originally, mm-hmm. she mainly just wanted to cause hurting. <laughs> Santana wasn't about being the best singer until she realized that she could beat Rachel Berry at it. <laughs> exactly. So I think she starts as a berserker barbarian. Interesting. Okay. Not a rogue because she's not subtle in her hurting. No, no. She may have machinations, but they are not necessarily like behind the scenes. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think she starts as a barbarian and then she multiclasses into bard. Okay. Okay. How far do you think she would get like level five and then multiclass or... 
I think she'd start, because you can start multiclassing at level four. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, so I think she'd start multiclassing as soon as she could. And then once she got further into the game, she'd probably, she'd probably end up heavier on Bard about not, like, completely abandoning the Barbarian, mm-hmm. like, after the fact. I think she'd go back for a few things. Yeah, like, like in the theoretical context of them getting to, like, level 20, I imagine she'd probably be at least, like, 12 Bard, 8 Barbarian. That's literally what I was thinking. <laughs> Tanner, we need to disconnect from the Jaeger pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're drift compatible. That's why we're so good at Glee and D. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just had her background as charlatan because that seemed appropriate. <laughs> oh yeah, extremely. Brittany? Brittany, okay. I have a very specific concept. <laughs> Is it cats? It's similar. <laughs> I have Brittany as a tabaxi swarmkeeper ranger. Who could potentially later multiclasses into Druid. Okay. Because then she can be a cat, surrounded by a bunch of fey cats, and then can later turn into a cat. Oh god. Also, I realized I didn't have any other Druids, because no one in this group really cares about nature, I'm pretty sure, as a character trope. Tanner, Glee AU, where Brittany, where Brittany S. Pierce stars in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats 2019. <laughs> she'd replace Ta- shooter would replace taylor swift and she's the one who keeps pushing for the butthole cut <laughs> absolutely absolutely look they just if you're gonna be realistic you gotta be realistic i do not endorse the butthole cut that is that was my interpretation of britney <laughs> so i had her as an elf and a warlock with an archfey patron pact of the talisman would you like to guess who her archfey is <laughs> Is it Lord Tubbington? It is Lord Tubbington! Lord Tubbington of the Seelie Court. My idea was that Lord Tubbington is an archfey um, who got transformed and became Brittany's pet. She swore a contract with Lord Tubbington to help them return to normal, but is being herself about it. And her patch talisman is a friendship bracelet to match the collar that she has for him, because she's still not 100% sure that he's not just a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and she would have the folk hero background. And my reason for... Brittany being like an elf or a human instead of like a tabaxi is I feel like Brittany would not necessarily like understand like I I don't think she would go for like I want to be someone who is so radically different from myself I feel like she'd be like no I just want to be I just want to be like a regular person and also my cat's magic (laughs) you've won me over (laughs) also Brittany would be the person to have the absolutely charmed dice like she'd just be like roll a dice like Oh, that looks like a that looks like a zero and a weird backwards five. Brittany, that's a twenty. You just rolled a, you just rolled an at twenty. Oh, is that good? <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be every single time. <laughs> Only nat ones or nat twenties for Brittany. <laughs> yeah, you've you've won me over. Uh, but that means that I no longer have any rangers in my party. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Maybe we'll change it. I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm double looking at some of these, and I'm like. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. adjustment. Oh, wait, I only have two left, actually. Oh, see, I have uh, one, two, three, four. I have Sam five. and Blaine left. I have Mike, Matt, oh, and Mike. Sam, I forgot about Blaine, Mike. and Jesse. Oh, I didn't even look at Jesse. And yeah, I do have Mike. I, I forgot because he was higher up on the list than the others. <laughs> okay, uh, do you want to talk about Mike then? Do you want to talk about Mike? Yeah, let's do it. I do want to talk about Mike. <laughs> okay, my question here to predicate the rest of my statements on Mike is, do you think Mike would like JoJo? <laughs> i don't know because yeah i so i had mike as a bard okay interesting i had two options for mike <laughs> college of swords bard because uh that's like dazzling tricks and flips and stuff you could easily just turn that into a dance class mm-hmm. see i had mike's options as blade dancer wizard or Ooh. a way of the astral soul monk, which is the JoJo stands thing. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Mike is a smart young lad. Yes, I think he would. He would want the viability of a wizard. Mm-hmm. So okay. So I've I've never played a wizard. Do you think that he would want to stay in wizard to get the full potential of the wizard, or do you think he'd be willing to multiclass? Because I've never played a wizard, so I don't know if he need to stick with it the whole time, really, to get the best. I've actually also never played a wizard. <laughs> the only thing I can think of that would be a reason not to multi-class would be, like, the fact that you don't get access to the higher level spells unless you get higher levels in that class, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think I think Mike is the kind of guy who, A, he would know how to make the best of what he has. Mm-hmm. And also, 
he would like he would be able to mid-max it so that he has just enough because but a wizard and a monk those are two very different stats you want to put everything into yes indeed but i i think mike could make it work oh see i was i thought you were gonna say like like wizard bard multi-class well because i forgot blade singing was a thing oh okay (laughs) Um, plus if you if you combined the blade singing with say drunken master Mm -hmm. i think that's something that mike would do well with mm-hmm. i think so yeah and then for race i had him as an air genasi oh i like that i just had him as a human but i like air genasi better okay <laughs> makes him better at cool flips <laughs> would you like to hear my idea for matt because i think because i had matt as one of the original players before he moved <laughs> sure let's hear about matt i had matt as a half elf a uh, half human i had him as a battle master fighter with great weapon fighting and i feel like matt would be the <laughs> the player who tries hard but ends up getting overshadowed by Brittany's repeated nat 20s and nat 1s oh no <laughs> like he's a very cons- i feel like he would be a very consistent player in D, which would mean that he would not necessarily be the one who would be causing or inspiring shenanigans <laughs> like he's a reliable player which is good in an actual campaign but is not relevant to playing D if you're the glee kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that cool uh, who do you want to talk about next? We got three left, I think. Um, let's let's talk about Sam. Yes, I want to hear what you had for Sam. Uh, so I had Sam as an ASMR. Mm-hmm. I I think my justification for that was that so the YouTube channel Tulak the Barbarian. Usually, if he's making uh X Men into D D characters, he starts as an ASMR because it's like a human with something extra attached to them. Mm-hmm, that was that mm-hmm. was the noise of cool stuff. The yeah, yeah. And I think Sam would like that because he's a big nerd. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I have him as a ranger because over the course of this, I've lost all my rangers and I decided I needed to stick a ranger back in. So I have no actual justification for him being a ranger. <laughs> I had Sam as a half-orc because I feel like he would enjoy the t- like the- having the little teefies. Ooh. Well, he could be a half-orc ASMR though. Ooh, that's cool. I like that. And I had him as a Storm Herald Barbarian. Because I feel like doing the Barbarian would be cool. And like the Storm Heralds are, it sounds like they are more disciplined. It's not just like battle raging. It's like they have to go through actual training. And uh, he could pick and he could have like aura of like the ocean, I think is what they call it. Which basically gives you like extra bonuses relating to like, like thunder and force damage, that kind of a thing. Because Sam will become a swimmer. Mm Mm-hmm. And my note here is that uh, he would also have the folk hero background, and he would, for his weapon, it would be a spiked bat or a club or something. And also because he just thinks it would be cool. I'm looking at the ranger subclasses, and I think I'm going to make my Sam a mm-hmm. fey wanderer uh, because he's bisexual. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, so then my last one is Blaine. Mm-hmm. So Blaine, I picked half-elf to match Kurt. Okay. And I made him a monk. Okay, so I had him as a sorcerer before, mm-hmm. and then I changed him to monk when you pointed out the boxing, but I think, now that I think about it, I'm going to change him back to a sorcerer, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the boxing wasn't a huge part of his character, and also, I'd, I don't think we're doing great for casters. I think we have a lot of punchy, sorty, slashy people here. <laughs> <laughs> and then his sorcerer bloodline. Dragons? <laughs> Maybe dragon for Blaine? I'm trying to figure out what makes sense for Blaine. Hmm, because, I don't know, I don't think it'd be Clockwork Soul. Maybe Aberrant Mind, because then he can use his teenage dream. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yeah, I like that. I'm making him an Aberrant Mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, my Blaine, I had him as a halfling, because Hobbit. Chris, he's even that short! (laughs) I know he's not even that short, but I was around... On Tumblr enough to know that after season three, people just started calling him Hobbit for some reason. And I was like, that's a halfling. <laughs> and I made Blaine, uh, well, I gave him the background of Noble because his family is rich enough to send him to a private school. And I ga- I made him a College of Valor bard because courage! Oh, it's the courage. And also because he is, and also because I feel like he would be a good support class, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, and that that was all I had for Blaine. 
All right, and then last, and I don't know if he's least or not, it's Jesse. Mm-hmm. I had Jesse as uh, either a human or a tiefling with the charlatan background and College of Eloquence bard. My final bard. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think you had Jesse on your initial list, but any thoughts you want to chime in with? <laughs> I did not. I have nothing for Jesse. Okay. <laughs> My chiming in is saying yes, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I think... I do think it would be interesting to have, like, I don't know, hey, let's see what these kids get up to in their campaign. Yeah. Let's see how they, let's see how well they do while running the Sunless Citadel module. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fun fact about Darren Chris, which I think we've talked about off-pod before, is that since he's gotten into a lot of voice acting lately, he's actually is, like, the mm-hmm. most likely Glee alumni to show up on Critical Role for real. I think that would be cool. And I have an idea for something that we can do, because, like, we've talked about Wizards of the Coast a lot, and I want to support... An indie creator. And a very specific indie creator. Uh, Tanner, do you want a lightning round and give them uh, interstitial playbooks? <laughs> okay, so, okay, hang on. First off, interstitial or hearts up. intertwined is a role-playing game inspired by Kingdom Hearts that was created by our friend and former guest of the show, Riley Hopkins, on Twitter at RevRyeBread. That's Rev like Revenant Rev and like Riley Rye. Bread. <laughs> no, I have to ask, are they making... Are they making characters to play interstitial, or are we playing them in interstitial? I am not thinking of what characters they would play. I am just thinking of picking playbooks for them that they would be interested in playing, regardless of whatever fictional characters they would pick. Okay, so they're making OCs. Sure, yes. They're they're doing this Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era style. Uh, Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era is an actual play that uses interstitial arts and replied, and it's set 80 years before the events of Birth by Sleep. I thought they were just Forgotten Eras now, since they do other stuff too. Yeah, but Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era is the Kingdom Hearts part of Forgotten Eras. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and Theo is on it, and they've been here, and mm-hmm. has Lena guessed for us yet? Yes, Lena yes. was on the episode which we titled Britney Spears' uh, Princess of Heart. That's <laughs> or true. Britney S. Pierce. Thank you, Lena. Yes. I've opened up interstitial or hearts intertwined to keep my sanity because I have a whole bunch of third party stuff, but let's only use the 20 in the playbook and the familiar. Yes. Brittany is using the familiar and her familiar is Lord Tubbington. Yes. Rachel is the chosen because it's her special day. Yes, I agree. Finn is the light. Um, I could see that. I think Quinn should be the discarded. Yes. Kurt is the mystic. Okay. What would you say to uh, having... Do you think Santana would be the dark or would it be Tina being the dark? I think Santana would be the dark and Tina would be the displaced. Or no, I think uh, Tina would be the other. Okay. Do you think Sam would be or Blaine would be the friend? Mm. Also, we can double up on classes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I think Blaine would be the friend. I think Sam would mm-hmm. want one of the weirder ones. <laughs> Sam would be the amalgam, but it's just different voices that he can do. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Would Sam or Puck be the knucklehead? I think Puck would be the discarded, actually. Okay. And then I think Sam would be the knucklehead, and then Mike would be the anachronism. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Lauren would also be the dark, but for the combat reasons. Yes. Lauren counts as a small gang. <laughs> she does. Who would be the prodigy? Um, Artie. That tracks. He thought it was the song. <laughs> He thought it was the band Prodigy and their hit single, Smack My Bitch Up. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna skip the Linksmith just because I, saw, I see the part in here about um, a content warning about gaslighting and I'm not about that. <laughs> Sorry, Riley. <laughs> I think Santana would be the Linksmith. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, no, actually no. I think Quinn would be the Link... Quinn would be the Linksmith and then she realizes that she's being a bad person in-game and out-of-game and then she changes books. Okay, uh, th- I will accept that. Who would Mercedes be? Mercedes would be the Light. Okay, yeah. And I don't think we've used the connected. That's Matt. Because he gets left behind. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Matt! <laughs> I know. And I think that's the main group, because we did we did Rachel, Finn, Quinn, Puck, Tina, Artie, Mercedes, Kurt, Brittany, Santana, Mike, Matt, Blaine, Sam, Lauren. I think we did everyone. Hooray! Tabletop. <laughs> I think we did it. We did it. And that was actually a pretty successful lightning round, if I do say so myself. Yes. I guess, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up the episode? Like, do you think you would like to have the Glee cast? Do I think I would like to see a Glee episode where they play D&D? 
Yes. Yes, I do. I think that'd be cool. I'm over here thinking about like, I know I have stuff to do this afternoon, but what if I just made them all in Hero Forge? <laughs> okay, now we truly have to disconnect from the podcast Jaeger pod because I was also considering that. Oh no, were you thinking about it because of Elliot posting pictures of of all the Hero Forges that he was making yesterday? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, I was. We should get Elliot on the podcast. I feel like, El- I do not know if Elliot's brain of trash is glee, but we can ask. <laughs> Do we like, El- or no, does Elliot like us enough that he'd still like <laughs> us after being on the podcast? That is true. That is true. <laughs> that is the question for the ages. And you can you can tell us whether we should put Elliot on the podcast by contacting us on social media. Um, <laughs> that would have been a great segue if I had the notes pulled up, but I didn't. It's okay. I have it and you did the intro, so I'll start. That's true. Okay, Christina. Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know and we'll work on getting there. We can be found at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter and at Loser Like Me Pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us any of your questions, comments, concerns, what you personally think the Glee characters would be if they were playing a tabletop game. And other systems. Doesn't have to be just D&D and interstitial. I literally have so many PDFs for systems. On saved on my computer. Tell us what they would be in World of Darkness. I don't know enough World of Darkness, but I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I'll, I have a lot of playbooks and stuff saved on my computer. I have Monster of the Week. I have the Star Wars RPG. I've got Dungeon World. Oh, see, okay, that's the thing is that Glee is owned by Disney now, so they would actually be have an episode where they play the Star Wars RPG. Oh, that'd be fun. Anyways, did, is that a podcast? Yeah, I think that's a podcast. Uh, what are we doing next time? Next time we're watching a movie, which we had a poll on, like, I think a Gregorian year ago. I think so, yes. It's been so long. Glee Project <laughs> took up so much of our lives. But we only have one Boca left until we're back in it. Yes. Once a spy, once a spy, forever, forever. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know Spies how the songs go. Die. I'm just, I'm just, I'm forever. just thinking. I'm just putting it in the in the tune of "Diamonds Are Forever." No, it's it's very fun. Spies are forever. She hasn't got the range, darling. <laughs> no, the uh, the people in our show for next time do indeed have the range, darling. Tomorrow never dies. See, I don't have the range. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Three, two, one. And that's and what that's you what miss you on, on the loser like me. <laughs>Loser like me Loser like me